are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. Um, there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. At Creator Thomas24 from my personal account, we're just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we got Sully Baseball back on the pod, and we are finally wrapping up our MLB Power Rankings. We tell you the number one team in the National League post MLB trade deadline. We give you our World Series predictions, and then we wrap up the pod discussing a little bit more about the Field of Dreams game. So, it's a jam-packed pod as always, but today's episode is actually brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs win. You're going to want to download the app to get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Sully Baseball of Locked On MOB. If we went to bet online and placed a bet on the division leader most likely to collapse by the postseason, would the betting favorite be the New York Mets? Yes. Yes. All right. Just need a quick answer. I, and and even <laughs> and, and and even and that's including the Giants, mm-hmm. who very well could. No, I wouldn't even say they'd collapse. I think if the Giants won ninety-five games, that's probably ten more games than anyone thought they were going to win going into this season. So you know, if the Dodgers pass the Giants, I don't think it would be because of a collapse. I think it would be because they keep adding Hall of Famers to the team. Uh, but I think that the Mets could potentially legitimately collapse. You know, as of this recording, the Phillies are only three games back in the loss column. Mm-hmm. They're 500 in August with a negative run differential, but they're two and a half games out of first. And they're playing head to head this weekend. It's you know, That's going to be a series to earmark that. That's must see TV. Is that in New York or in Philly? I don't remember. It's in either one of them. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it is not in Buffalo. It's not in Buffalo or Dunedin. <laughs> okay. It's getting dicey up there. But for me, my number two team is the team you just talked about, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, on paper, they're probably not the number two team, but on record, they should be the number one team in, in my power rankings because the Giants, as we mentioned earlier, they've been balling out the whole season. I like their lineup. I didn't think they were an elite lineup. I thought they were missing that one critical piece. I thought it was a nice lineup of collection of glue guys that can be surrounding complementary pieces to a superstar. And that's what they were able to acquire at the MLB trade deadline and Chris Bryant like that move for them. I'm big. I'm a big Mike Yastrzemski guy. I think that dude's kind of underrated. I got him like my 10th round in my fantasy draft, maybe even later than that. Their rotation is what scares me, but Kevin Gosman has been a stud all year. I, I don't want to go into a, a postseason series with Del Scalfani as my number two or Alex Wood or even Johnny Cueto for that matter, but those guys have been balling. They have a really elite back end of their bullpen. It started off the year a little shaky with Jake McGee and uh, with Jake McGee and Tyler Rogers. We 
really didn't know it was going to be the closer there for a little bit. Rodgers has done well for them, though. Rodgers has done yeah. a good job. Yeah, so McGee, Rodgers, Garcia, they got a really strong bullpen. So this is just a well, you know, not, looking on paper, the name brands aren't that high. But if you were just to take out the names and just look at stats, you would say this team statistically is just as good as any in baseball. So because of that reason, because what they've been able to do, I didn't want to disrespect them after the 2020 season where they played above their heads in a short and COVID season as well. So I'm not going to disrespect them now. So because of that, Giants number two for me. But Sully, who is your number one team in your power rankings post MLB trade deadline in the NL? Not only right now are they number one, but they're the team that I think right now are going to go to the World Series oh. and, and win it. The Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. The Milwaukee Brewers who made the moves to shore up their infield the acquisition of Willie Adamas has been one of the best trades of the year. Mm-hmm. What he did defensively, he's had a terrific, so he's a 925 OPS mm-hmm. and, and, and has hit 13 home runs for them out of the shortstop. They got him there to shore up the defense. Um, you're seeing just in today's game, you saw Wong go one, you know, drive in a run. You saw a certain Escobar hey. triple. Homer what? and walk twice, driving in four today. Whoa, okay. And we got they, nothing back for that guy. Yeah. They got uh, a stolen base from Lorenzo Kane. They got Lauer pitched five shutout innings. Suter pitched two shutout innings. Norris pitched a shutout. And they got back Axford. And, you know, he's so far showing a shutout. Um, they have the best rotation in baseball. Woodruff, Peralta, Burns, Anderson, Hauser, Lauer, it's not the sexiest rotation, but everyone I just mentioned there is a good quality pitcher. Peralta's a Cy Young contender. Mm -hmm. They have the deepest bullpen. Hader is lights out. Yeah. He struck out 67 batters in 39 and a third innings and walked 14, and his ERA is under 1.9. Okay. And you go down the line Boxberger, Suter, Williams, Sanchez. Oh, you know, they did, you know, Curtis, they acquired, he's a quality pitcher. They brought in Axford. They have Norris, who I had mentioned earlier. They have the deepest pitching staff. They have veterans on their team who have been there and also done that. Yeah, I know Jackie Bradley Jr. has stunk this year at the plate. (laughs) He's been still a terrific defensive player. They're getting back Kane and he's being productive again. Avisel Garcia has been a good player this year. Colton Wong has been a good player this year. Navarez has been a good player at catcher. There is so much depth on this team, and their pitching staff is outrageously deep. And they made all the smart moves. None of the big sexiest moves. They made all the smart moves. Where's the hole on that team? Especially when this team starts hitting. And if Yelich comes back and he starts hitting, and you're not asking Yelich to be an MVP. You're saying, give us two good months. This is your chance to win a ring. Give us two good months. And this Astros, uh, this uh, Brewers team come back with Woodruff and Peralta, Burns. I mean, that one, two, three right there. I put up with any one, two, three punch in baseball. And yes, Los Angeles can win. Yes, San Francisco can win. Yeah, maybe the Mets or maybe the wildcard Padres or Reds could win. But right now, I think the Brewers 
I think this is the Cubs nightmare that they collapse and the World Series is between Chicago and Milwaukee. They have to drive through the north side of Chicago both ways to get to all the games. And uh, I think the Brewers are the best team with the fewest holes. And I think that that's going to result in uh, their first trip to the World Series since 1982. Yeah, I can't argue with their pitching staff, like I was saying before. Maybe the best in baseball from starting rotation to bullpen. From top to bottom, it's the deepest. It's the deepest from top to bottom. It's the deepest, and it might have the most upside, too, the highest ceiling as well. So I can't argue that. It's really just their lineup I don't really love. I, I feel like Christian Yelich is, you know, for an MVP guy, I think he is the key to this team. If Christian Yelich is playing like Christian Yelich, there's no reason why this team can't be a World Series team. Why a Willie Adamas, a, a Garcia, Escobar can't rally around a Christian Yelich and why he can't really take off and kind of help carry this offense the postseason. I'm just scared they're going to get into a postseason. They're going to have dominant pitching, but they're going to lose games two to one or three to two because they just don't get enough offense. And well, we'll that, see. Yeah, we'll but, see. They're, but they're not going to blow leads either. No, they're not going to blow leads. If they could scrap up a two to one lead, that bullpen's not going to blow any leads. They need a score you know, first, I think. I trust the Milwaukee bullpen more than I trust Los Angeles or San Francisco. Yeah, I think the key to Brewers is striking fast and striking early because if they yep. get three runs on the board, the game might be over if they get three runs on the board. Yep. Like they, don't, they don't have to do a lot. It just my biggest concern is if can they get three runs on the board? I think Yelich is going to be a big key to that. You will hear Sully and I's World Series predictions, but this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked on Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Miller Thomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Green room, changing the way we talk sports. Did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brown, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream. German chocolate, there's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm trying to work out every day, but I have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but it's high in protein and it's high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Let's get back into the pod. But number one for me in the NL, it's going to be pretty easy. Going with the team that won it last year, the LA Dodgers. And for me, it's a real easy argument. 
I'm just going to lean toward the team with the most talent. And the Dodgers are by far the most talented team in all of baseball. Giants might have the best record. The, uh, the Brewers might have the best, you know, pitching staff. But from top to bottom, lineup, bullpen, rotation, I don't think anyone has a better collection of talent, especially when we consider ceiling. MVP is all over that lineup. Like you said, Cy Young's out the wazoo, out the bullpen, and Hall of Famers off the bench. I just think mm-hmm. there's not more talented team in baseball. Oh, yeah. So just because of that, I'm going to ride with the Dodgers. Oh, I, there's absolute. I mean, there's there's a really strong argument for the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers win it all, I wouldn't be stunned in the slightest. Yeah. But if you ask me to go to bet online, yeah. uh, which is the fastest and easiest way to make a bet, uh, I would – and I had to bet on one team, I just would pick the Brewers. But no, that's what I said earlier. Is it, To me, it's 1-1-A, one, 1-B one between Milwaukee, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. I just happen to think as constructed right now and constructed based on the moves that they made, it weren't the sexiest moves, but it was the moves that made the team just, I like teams that just address their issues. It's like what I liked about what Chicago, the White Sox did, and what I liked about what Oakland did is they didn't make the flashiest move, although Kimbrough was a pretty flashy move, Mm -hmm. but what are our issues? What's the best way to address those issues? White Sox needed a second baseman and they couldn't pull off the, the trade with Arizona. They pull off the trade with Cleveland. So, all right, we didn't get the biggest name, but we got a name and we got someone solid. And so they address the issues. And I think sometimes people get so enamored with the superstar names that they forget that sometimes it's the Steve Pierce's or Marco Scudero's who come around and become the postseason World Series heroes, not the big, huge stars. So, yeah. And man, that the Dodgers are just absolutely stacked up and down their lineup. So, mm-hmm. we're not going to be shocked at all if they no. win it. Uh, but, like you oh, let me, saying, let me put let me put it this way, Miller. I would be shocked if the World Series was anyone but Milwaukee, San Francisco, or LA. I would be shocked if, if a team other than those three. We're in the World Series. And any one of those three that I just mentioned are in the World Series. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But just so I could, you know, get a nice snippet for Javi, we're going with Reds over Padres, right? Right now, yeah. Interesting. I mean, uh, if especially if Tatis is out for the long term. That's <laughs> if you take Tatis out of that lineup and and their pitching continues to stink, I think the Reds, the Reds are a better team. Mm. I I'm I'm snipping this one. I'm snipping it. Not really. Yeah, go ahead. I love you, Javi, and I love your Joker hat. But uh, uh, you know, look at uh, there, there's I want I picked the Padres to win the World Series. I want <laughs> would love to see the Padres win the World Series. I think that'd be great. I love it when teams win their first ever World Series. I think that's good for baseball. But I I. And, and I would love to see San Diego win. I would really, this is, this is not being a San Diego hater. Who can hate them? Who says, oh, I hate the Padres. Nobody hates the Padres. All right. But, it, you know, you can't deny the fact that they've just been, the, the, the pitching performances they've been getting from Darvish and from Snell and the injury to Tatis, those are, that's devastating. Okay, so I got title of the pod, Sully, Astros truther, Padres hater. Got it. We're going to mark that down right now. Sully, yeah, there we go. Sully, bottom to top, top four in your National League. For me, it's Padres, Brewers, Giants, Dodgers. Who is it for you? Uh, Reds, Giants, Los Angeles, Milwaukee. 
All right. That is Sully Baseball of Locked on MLB. Sully, we've been talking here. The listeners don't know, but we've been talking for about two hours, Sully. Uh, let me get one final prediction for you. Who's winning the World Series and who are they going against? Um, it's really hard to tough. It's, it's really tough. hard to, to pick against L.A., especially everything that they've done. It, you know, it's really hard. As I said, it's really hard to pick against them. I'm going to, though. Do it. Um, right now, I'm going to say uh, Milwaukee is going to beat Chicago. Mm, uh, Chicago? Okay, the White Sox. I don't know White why I Sox. thought the Cubs for a second. No, no, the Brewers over the White Sox. But, you know, that's it's, it's, all, it's super – it's razor thin. It's razor thin. And I'll probably take the Astros over the Dodgers. We want the repeat and we want the Astros to win it, to shut all the haters up, to shut down all the narratives, the negative narratives around the Astros. They're going to come back and get their redemption against the L.A. Dodgers. Thank you, Sully Baseball, for hopping on. But you got to remind the listeners, Sully, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball. On Instagram, I'm at Sully Baseball Podcast. And check out the podcast, which is Locked On MLB. And if you follow me at Sully Baseball, I also, I guest on a lot of movie podcasts as Mm. well. I just recently did a series of appearances for uh, American Graffiti, One Song at a a Time, which is about the 1973 classic that the precursor to Star Wars that George Lucas made just before Star Wars, the classic film American Graffiti. And I talk about my love for that movie and the music in that film and then uh, and I also have some other thoughts. So I like I've been watching Cheers from season one. And so I have lots of thoughts of Cheers. But uh, it's it, follow me and sometimes I'll make you mad because I say some things that are on my mind. You got any of those minute by minute movie podcasts coming out soon? Uh, well, I have a couple I'm planning. I had done one for Bull Durham. Uh, yeah, I saw that my, one. Which is my favorite baseball film. I have two that I am going to be i'm planning but i don't want to announce them yet because uh uh i i i haven't started them yet but i i'm constantly i had just been doing one on the best years of our lives which is the classic i did 10 episodes of best years of our lives Mm. which is the classic post-world war ii film from 1946 really one of the great films of all time and i hosted about 15 episodes of uh, knives out minute which was about the 2019 whodunit with daniel craig and chris evans which is a film i really really enjoyed uh the whodunit and great jamie lee curtis performance and don johnson so that film's a lot of fun so i i when i appear on those shows i i will i shout them out is the next movie you might do starring brad pitt by chance i saw you post it in the chat uh i'm toying with the idea of a certain brad pitt baseball film that's that's uh there's that's been that's one that certainly has been kicking around in my head that'd be an interesting one to break down a minute at a time but yeah if you uh, need any guests for that one i'm a big fan of you know this hypothetical movie that we're talking about yeah yeah yeah, that's you're on the money there okay thank you sir well thank you sully we've been talking for a long time appreciate you hopping on i mean i might have my podcast done for the rest of the week after yeah about to say we just sold some built bars here (laughs) yeah so thank you sir for hopping on and i'll catch you next time thanks man sully and i will discuss what the field of dreams game meant to him but if you want to go place a bet, you got to go to Bet Online because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Here are the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB. 
NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's get back into the pod. And I have to admit, I've never seen the movie Field of Dreams. What a shock. What a shock. It's it's about eight years before I was born. So it was a little bit, you know, before my time. But that doesn't matter to me just because the overall vibe of the field. You know, I got the connection. I felt the spirit of the movie come through me, even though I didn't watch it just from watching the game. And I thought it was just a great overall, you know, vibe like you were saying with the sunset and everything. It was a beautiful backdrop. I want to say this because I know there are some people who criticize the film, and I have no idea how, if you watched it, how you would react to it because it's mm. now become so part of our pop culture that it's it, it, there's probably some cliches in it that you would say, yeah, I've seen that parodied a thousand times. I saw it the best way you could see it. I had not seen a trailer for it. I didn't know what it was about. Uh, at that time, Kevin Costner was a gigantic movie star who was only appearing in, in good movies. And I went to see it with my mom and dad, not knowing what it was about. I didn't even know it had anything to do with baseball. And to be surprised by that film. And I was uh, 17 years old when it came out. And to be sitting with my dad. It's a film about parents and sons and daughters and mothers. I mean, there's all these elements in the film. And the, the relationship between a father and son and not being able to express what you're feeling to your father is at the heart of the movie and to be watching with my dad who I, who died earlier this year and who I very thankfully never had a falling out with um, even though the last few years of his life were really, really, they were really difficult, you know, because of his illness and his dementia, it became very difficult. And I felt like I lost him several years ago, but it was, you know, uh, the film was about in many ways about, not having things being left unsaid to your dad. And so um, I saw it without knowing what, if you build it, he will come meant what I didn't even know it was about baseball players and ghosts. And so I was totally stunned when I saw the movie and I always feel like whenever it's on, I see the things that people criticize about the film and I don't care because I'm always brought back to what I felt when I first saw it in that movie theater in Mountain View, California in 1989. And I guess this year it has a little added weight because it's the first baseball season since my dad died and his team is in first place. My dad was a rabid San Francisco Giants fan, was a rabid New York Giant fan when he was a kid. Loved Willie Mays, loved Barry Bonds, loved Tim Lincecum, loved Baumgartner, your boy. And So me watching the game, I feel no cynicism for it because there's that sense of, you know, I mean, I don't mean to get serious or anything, but it's like I, it was, uh, you know, 
it's tough. It's, is it manipulative? Yes. Was it shameful pandering? Of course. But there's room for that in this world. And in the, especially in the last few years where there's been so many terrible things and so much unhappiness to have a night where things are just about the game, just about the love of the game. And me, my relationship with my dad was that of we just loved baseball. We watched so much baseball together. My mom and I too, but you know, it adds, it is added, uh, there's an added drama with thinking of my dad. So I have nothing but positive things to say about the field of dreams game. Yeah. That's cool. That baseball could have an eye like this and it resonate with, you know, an audience at a deeper level than just the actual, you know, field, you know, the actual game itself, you know, that it can actually go off the field because that's something that, you know, maybe baseball has struggled with the last few years, really connecting with their fans, you know, yeah, on a different, you know, more emotional level. It's been a lot, just a lot, a lot of raw numbers has the game turned. The, the game has turned into just a lot of stats mm-hmm. and taking the emotion, the feeling out the game. So it's cool that they could, move the game to a different venue, move it to a different arena, make it a theme kind of night, and it resonate with fans at a different connection and a different level like it did for you and your father, Sully. So that's a pretty cool thing that baseball was able to do. But that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. And I believe tomorrow we're going to have Dan Wilson of Lockdown Phillies on the pod for a little crossover. So you're not going to want to miss that episode. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!